This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You like it. Well, uh, look at this. It's welcome to the cold open. (laughs) This is our authentic conversation that we just happened to cut at this moment. Okay. I've now listened to one minute and six seconds of Neutral Milk Hotel in the aeroplane over the sea. Okay, that's classic. I don't think I've heard this band before, but I've definitely heard this music before. If you know what I mean. I've, you probably I've, I've no, heard pro- music that you, sounds very similar to it, but isn't. You might have heard you, this song. It's a pretty heard, famous song. It sounds like it sounds like every indie band thing that some like. You fucking take that like, back. Yeah, because <laughs> no, he's no, right. But, it but sounds so, like because every, so many people are mimicking them after that. that yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think you it. probably heard uh, bands that were influenced by Neutral Milkota because because mm. I, I I do think that every indie band in the 2000s was. At least first trying to do an impression of Notre Dame Cotta. Yeah, I remember watching um, Parks and Rec and uh, uh, what's her name, <laughs> the, the 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 grumpy one, uh, pretend that it talks about Neutral Milk Hotel, and I'm like, huh, I'm probably supposed to understand that as a reference, right? And that that was uh, that was my experience with it. I'm surprised that was in Parks and Rec, but sure. Yeah. Yes, because it's April um, or whatever her name is, the Aubrey oh, Plaza uh, one. Oh, I thought you meant Ron. Uh, I've seen two episodes <laughs> of that show. No, it's Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza's character is like, I mm. love Neutral Milk Hotel. And then they're doing a couple of quiz and the Chris Pratt character is like, has to answer where she wants to go on a date and he puts at the at the Neutral Milk Hotel. I think Chris Pratt Oh, that's be... pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. I, <laughs> I don't care for that guy, yeah. Are you, Lucy, are you calling for an ISIS-style beheading video of Chris Pratt? <laughs> no. Because that would be really bad. Those were you your that, words, not wrong. mine. Well, I, yeah. I've read your diary. <laughs> Sometimes I really wonder uh, how litigational we are on this podcast. Mm. Like, how many times have we said things that, but it's <laughs> you know, it's th- would get us into trouble? I was mm. just going to say, it's like true what George said about Notre Milk Hotel, though, because... Because, like, I don't know, like, the first few, at least the first few, and haters will say also the later uh, AJJ albums were, like, them trying to do an impression of the Violent Femmes and Nutra Mercotta. Yeah. It's, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's basically that. Like, I do like AJJ, though, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, they have some good songs. I Not like AJJ. Them, but I've heard that music. Yeah. I think I think AJJ is fine. Like it's perfectly fine music to listen to, mm. uh, and that's you're my... right. <laughs> like I mean, I... it's very rude. I have seen them live twice, so I consider <laughs> myself. I would AJJ love to see them live. Oh, they're really good live. They're fun live. I just don't think they're like groundbreaking. Like I don't think anything they have ever done is anything that hasn't already been done before. But they do what they do very well. Well, that's the thing. And I don't think bands necessarily have to do something yeah. new to be fun. I remember once telling an ex-boyfriend that I really liked the band R.E.M. And he was like, well, they didn't bring anything new to music, did they? And I was like, A, I think they did. I think they did. B, that's incredible. <laughs> R.E.M. innovated more than AJJ, for sure. Listen, he liked Five Finger Death Punch. So I think I had more right to uh-huh. enjoy Shaz, I know you also liked Five Finger Death Punch. but I never did. No, I didn't. Okay. I don't, I don't know Five Finger Death Punch isn't, really well. Isn't Five Finger Death Punch like the kind of music that uh, 
US Marine Corps privates <laughs> listen to while they're like machine gunning a village. Yeah, probably. Like, it's just like I like to Avenge Sevenfold, no which is a very okay. different. It's a very he also liked to Avenge Sevenfold. Well, he's obviously got excellent taste. Yeah. <laughs> when when, when you said Five Finger Death Punch, I was like, I I have definitely heard this these words, but I couldn't yeah, name a, a single tar- song of theirs. Tarantino movie. And uh, I, I I couldn't name what genre they are they are. And then I was like, wait, isn't isn't Five Finger Death Punch like that mobile horror game? And then I remember that that's Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite band, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, you you listen to it, and um, if you don't keep your eyes on the the, <laughs> the music player, then it comes and kills you. I don't know. If you don't keep your eyes on the metal music, it um, comes alive and becomes a favorite of the US cops. You, while you're listening to it, you have to air drum, and if you air drum out of time, then you immediately are killed. <laughs> a good game. Yeah, it's like high stakes. That's what the people want. This is the next generation of gaming. Mm, guitar hero, but there's like threat. <laughs> what if you die in real life? <laughs> <laughs> What's your what's your uh, what's your kill versus death score in Guitar Hero? Um, okay, <laughs> but I do think like the on the AJJ thing, I I do feel like I'm one of the few people who just likes them because I feel like most people either like love them and they're like one of their favorite pan- bands or just they just don't like them at all. I wouldn't say they're a favorite band. AJJ don't actively detract from my enjoyment if someone puts them on at a party or something. Yeah. <laughs> no. Which I have never experienced, to be fair. You've never been to one of my parties. parties. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, I was going to say. Charlotte's parties. <laughs> I have... Charlotte's parties inevitably dissolve into her being like, Because usually, like, when I'm... I'm and I say yes. When I'm yes. at a party, you're going to hear, like... Oh, when I'm at a party, you're going to hear, like, I don't know. Bruno Mars or Britney Spears or what? No. You know, music What's you can dance that? to. Yeah, <laughs> dance dancing party. at a party. We're just getting drunk and sitting on the sofa. Yeah, I also Last... like a dancey party. I like ideally a party should have two zones. One is the kitchen zone, which is mm-hmm. where you play the AJJ, and the other is the <laughs> dancing bit zone, which is where you play well, Toxic. Um, I'm the always last... in the kitchen at parties. <laughs> The last yeah, party well, at too, Charlotte's but... I went to, I ruined by forcing everyone to watch a uh, food fight. But then the first party <laughs> at Charlotte's I ever went it. to. The first, but yeah, we did. The first party <laughs> at Charlotte's I ever went to was, there was the uh, the episode of Twin Peaks where Killer Bart comes <laughs> out of the uh, mushroom cloud uh, uh, that was playing on a loop for the entire party. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like I wasn't out of, like, I wasn't, out of bounds to put food fries in. <laughs> no, that is legitimately like, true. That is more. the first party of mine you went to, which is very funny. <laughs> I am still friends with Charlotte. <laughs> it was a surreal party. The theme was surreal, and everyone had to make a surreal art piece. And then we had um, we had uh, the eighth episode of Twin Peaks: The Return playing on loop. It was a good party. But then, mm-hmm. as much as I would love to go to that, that doesn't sound like a party to me, and more like a performance piece. Well, it kind well, of was, but in a fun way. Chill. Everybody had to bring dear. an art piece. Um, it was great. It was an interactive gallery. Mm. I just made um, my friends work at my parties. <laughs> 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 That's how 
has always been. I do a murder mystery party. They all have to go running around asking each other questions. That's um, so fun. It's, I mean, it's I am good. I am kind of conflicted because I am at at the same time I feel like I would much rather go to those than any of the parties I have actually been to. Oh, but you would because the, they're great. But at at the same time, I'm also like, this is not real. You are lying to me. Janos, you are a theater kid. You would love these parties. No, it <laughs> does. I'm sure I would if they were real. They are. It does real. sound. It does sound like I've been doing a bit for the past five minutes. Yeah. But it it's does, all but true. I have made nothing true. up. Well, no, I, I simply won't believe you until I I'm actually there in person and can we verify will send that you, true. I can send you photos of everybody in costume. That's you know that can be faked. This denial <laughs> yeah. that life can be good. You could almost be British right now, Yash. See, I spend I spend like a full week writing about six thousand words of murder mystery plot and like individual character descriptions, Taz, simply this is so untrue. that. True. This is okay. Spend one day day. writing. Okay, I spend the day before writing six thousand words. Every time, a mystery plot until I nearly die from stress and my brain comes out my ears, just Uh so all my friends can have a good time. At the end, they all get to tell me how clever I am, and I feel good about myself. Charlotte just edges for a day and then. Oh, so funny. I think like a party where AJJ is on in the kitchen also feels like feels fake to me because uh, people knowing people in real life who know of AJJ also is like it feels fake to me. All my friends are gay and sad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We all know AJJ. We all know AJJ. Um, Yeah, because we we all go live and together to go see the performances it's a good time Mm. Mm -hmm. i mean i guess you know i guess you live in a country where they perform yeah yeah (laughs) i have i have like been to several mountain goats i've been like to several mountain goats concerts and i had to go to like to london for one of them and to stockholm for the other one because they literally haven't performed in germany for 10 years oh wow (laughs) yeah we do have like Britain privilege um, yeah it's rough it's true um, I guess it's your language because here if you go to a party you're gonna hear like Udo Jürgens and Who? Uh-huh. Herbert Grönemeyer yep <laughs> yeah those guys or possibly <laughs> gals <laughs> that's not true <laughs> I just can't think of you're not gonna hear those guys I just can't think of a popular German artist that's because there aren't any. Uh, Next question. That are like, I mean, these, these artists are popular among like 60-year-olds. Oh. What about... And I guess at Oktoberfest. Ah, oh, Oktoberfest. I've heard of that. That's the beer one. I, I know like two German artists. Lena, who did the Eurovision in like 20... Uh-huh. Satellite. <laughs> I know her. A classic. We love it. And then... I want to say a rap group. Oh, oh, I mean, this isn't the one I'm talking about. We'll say Rammstein's German. They're not a rap group. Rammstein is German. Yeah, Rammstein. I want to say it's Martyria, but I'm not sure. (laughs) I haven't heard of that. You probably know Cascada. They're German. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, they are. Every time we touch. I get this. Yeah, like all, all, like half our dance music is like German or yeah, like or Swedish. European. 
Yeah, I saw um, Base Hunter. <laughs> oh, Base Hunter is very German. I will, I will give. Them yeah, that I, one. S- I saw Base Hunter at Durham Pride <laughs> once. It was very funny. I saw the cheeky girls at Durham Pride as well. Uh huh. The cheeky, cheeky girls, girls German? They're German. Uh, they're not German, but I did see them, and it was oh, very okay. funny. Oh. Stop confusing me. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. yeah. not German. <laughs> they're like, wait, the cheeky <laughs> girls. The cheeky girls. Like Touch a, my bum. Don't be don't shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> what a good song. Wow. That's anyway. a fun musical interlude. Yeah, just talking about music yeah. and how cool that my was a, were. G- Yeah, that was a good cold open where I was like, uh, just talking about how my friends are less cool than yours. <laughs> Well, you're our well, friend. We're your friends. So, it's like so. no, but seriously, how do you know cool people in real life? Because I have never you join the LGBT girl. society and then pick yeah. ones that you like. I don't. I don't know any cool people. <laughs> that's true. You spend <laughs> a month with them in a tent in Germany, and that's how to you. To be find fair, them. you really, you really do have to put the effort in. But eventually, mm-hmm. you you like get a you you just pick them up from places, and then you've got like a good collection. Mm. Um. Uh-huh. It's like Katamari Damacy or that whatever that Japanese game is where you roll in a ball. Yeah, I don't. I do not know what you're talking about, but I will take your word for it. <laughs> you're, you're like a ball and you roll around and things stick to you and you have to do that. I've never. Yeah, found it's it. really fun. God. Anyway, what I was what I was gonna say, like people I know in real life are either like extremely norm, extremely normies, or they uh, they are. Uh, way too theater kid in a way that they like still stand for Hamilton in 2020. Oh, so they cringe. And the opposite I, of cool. Yeah, I haven't found anything in between. Playing AJJ at a party is less cringe than playing Hamilton at a party. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it's a different. It's a different cringe for sure. <laughs> I don't think I know anyone who's British and cool. I mean, I was like some of the theater kid friends I mentioned. They they were definitely into Amanda Palmer. In uh, oh, we all were. Like uh, two of them participated in like, but this was like in 2019 or something, 2018 or 19. They uh, Amanda did like a song contest where she was like, uh, I I will accept submissions of the songs you write about this particular piece of news, and then she said like Christ. a very wacky news story. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was like <laughs> very, very loyal, random. And she was like, the the winner of the, the, is like, I'm gonna choose a song that that wins, and I'm gonna cover that. And uh, and two of my friends wrote a song that they <laughs> sent in. I don't <laughs> think they good. won because I haven't heard of it after that. What's oh, the, the story? The uh, news story that you had to write the um, song about. Was it that news story of the woman who went on a date around someone's house, his house couldn't flush her poo in the toilet, so he tried to throw <laughs> it out the window and then got stuck in the window trying to retrieve the poo from the double window? Oh, my God, I wish. No, but that is a classic That's news story. I think there was, like, some alien sighting involved and, like, some someone yeah. finding love or whatever. I don't know. It's finding not quite love. a poop joke, is it? It was yeah, there was no proof joke. This is the Amanda Palmer we're talking about. It wasn't it wasn't funny yeah, in a South Park a Family Guy sense. It was just quirky in a uh you know, low random way. 
thing. I'm, I'm bringing us in before anyone else can start a new conversation. <laughs> I, I okay. found the song contest. I'm just gonna... Okay. Quick addendum of what... Okay, so this is Amanda Palmer Patreon post from July 2019. Uh, dear loves, I am behind and I'm fragile. And what I usually do in this moment is things like this. I can't help it, dear. Called, read this fucking article. Uh... It has to be a song, I mean. And then here's a quote from the article. Yeah, let, wait, let's see what's the article is, what the article is called. The article is called Power Restored to Manhattan's West Side After Major Blackout. Okay. Mm. And some of the quotes from the article are that she said, she says, it has to be a song. Has to, I mean. Mm, Stores emptied to. out and Broadway shows did not go on. Most theaters canceled their performances. Mm. In restaurants and bars, people drank by the glow of their smartphones. Two young women posed for a selfie in the middle of 46th Street before an officer rushed over and chastised them, saying, Ladies, this is not the time. The article is like a work of art itself. It calls us. This is very funny because it's so clearly like a pre-COVID article. (laughs) It's a power cut. Wow, a power cut. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) We used to get them like twice a year when I was a kid. Yeah, but the article like specifically referenced quirky random things that people did while the power outage happened so it has to be a song sorry i can't hear you there was a power cut and i'm reading by the light of my phone (laughs) (laughs) it's so romantic this 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 art this uh you know idea that you need to write a song about this age so badly Mm mm-hmm yeah, I know, compared to their other stuff. Well, she's just asking. It's the art of asking. Um, the art of asking people to do your job for you. Yeah, it's just like when companies do art competitions, and it's fine. The art of um, pointing your fingers at someone through your jacket pocket at the bank and asking them to fill this bag from the, from the reserve. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite art. Anyway. Welcome back to Who Watches the Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I literally couldn't think of anything to interrupt you with, so <laughs> I know I could feel I could feel a sort of sadness in that. Um, <laughs> Were you trying to do that thing in the mute, the song where he goes? <laughs> yeah, of course. Y- yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> You sound more like that one of the, someone on Loose Women trying to do a Jamaican accent. Anyway, hello and welcome back to Who No recording. The Craig isn't here, so I had to do it myself. <sighs> okay. <laughs> no Let's recording. keep interrupting Chaz. <laughs> Professionalism. <laughs> hello. Hello and welcome back to Who Watches the Watch. Sounds pretty human. A, a Discworld <laughs> reread podcast slash watch podcast 
where every day we think about music, we get up, we roll a blunt using pages from Mozart's um, Moonlight Sonata, and we just smoke it. Um, I do that every week. I'm your host, Charlotte, and I have at least three brain cells, but I am very cool and have cool parties. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm your host, Lucy, and money forges the chains which bind the labouring classes. That's true. Mm. I'm... Your host, Janos, and I can beatbox if Lin-Manuel Miranda is gonna rap for me about gender equality. But are you a feminist? I'm... Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I'm your host, George, and I'm writing a classical music-based musical about what if Toussaint Louverture and the whole cast of the Haitian Revolution was played by white people. <laughs> Fucking Christ, okay. I'm not doing that. Do not do that. <laughs> it would be bad and racist. This this gender inequality this gender equality freestyle that Lynn comes up with is like So he's, he starts out with like, yo, how are men and women not equal? I mean women are half the people of the earth. This is yeah, I know it's so good. The lyrics fire. It's incredible. And Those then the at one point, he understands what misogyny is. At one point, he just starts well. going on about how good uh, Emma's uh, beatboxing is, and he says, uh, "Oh, Emma! Holy cow! What a meme! <laughs> this is the beatbox dream team." That's wow. that's a lyric. I hadn't. I didn't listen to it, but the fear of the. Uh, <laughs> The cringe. It, it is hard to listen to. It is. It <laughs> oh. does. It is like physically painful to. <laughs> Damn. I, it's like, it. It seriously makes me question how they thought it was a good idea to actually release it after they filmed it because it didn't air like live. You can just edit it out. You know. Mm, yeah. You can just say, okay, this was a bad idea. But I think we it's don't cute. have to tell anyone about it. But like, if you look at the YouTube comments on it, everyone's there like, "Hell yes, Queen." Yeah, and because K. like people are. They're all from four years board. ago. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fandom, isn't it? Rather than uh, <laughs> I like <laughs> appreciating something for what it is. Yeah. I like this That's comment from four years ago. Keeping, a, keeping ahead of the hype train, you know, you gotta you got to be where the hype is, but not where the cringe is, because the cringe is the back of the train. Yeah. And you got to, like, crest it while the hype is going, but as soon as it's gone and the cringe starts to come, you got to get off that train. <laughs> well, we're on a, dub, a wide-gauge locomotive, shoveling, co- sh- shoveling bucket loads of cringe straight into the furnace for you lot. <laughs> you, ho- you, you hogs on our podcast If you're listening train. to this podcast, isn't that kind of cringe? <laughs> L- Lucy really is wearing to... only dungarees and is very sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to draw your attention to to one comment with 3k upvotes from four years ago that says Emma Watson for president 2016, and I'm like not even sure that's I'm not sure that's legal. It's, it's not it's, legal. It's, she it's wasn't not. born in America. She's also not 35. I don't think. Uh huh. Show us, show us the birth certificate, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> or more like a uh, meaner. Ben, uh, what, what's her last name? What's ben Watson. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it, good. It, it also shows my personal yeah. character development, I think, over the past, like, five years. Because as I was watching this video, I was like, oh, my God, Emma Watson sounds so fucking uh, insufferably posh. She's know, always right? sounded insufferably posh. She's like, hello, it's me, Emma Watson. Hello. I'm I have misogyny. pronunciation. Oh, I'm sure she always sounded insufferably posh, but I d- didn't always have an ear for that <laughs> as a well, non-English person. Now you know person. British people. Ah. Now you know British people. So British. Now I'm like, British. Now I'm like if I hear her it. talk, is <laughs> it, I, 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 I have British. to... I, I can't help but think, like, is this... Is this what real people even sound like? Like, it sounds so fake. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like that to me, too, so... It's It's, so weird. weird. I find it hard. If I watch something that's got, like, a cast of Americans and then one British person doing a British accent, even if it's their, like, normal accent, I'm 100, like, convinced that they're faking it. And it always Uh sounds wrong, even if... It's exactly how I sound, which it never is, because I don't even know what my accent is. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think, yeah, I don't know if it's the way they get them to talk on purpose, if it's, like, like an English actor in America thing. Because, like, I think Tahani in um, yeah. The Good Place, she sounded, like, normal to me. She sounded, like, kind of, like, doing a fake posh accent, but, like, kind of normal. Whereas, like, if I see that woman in Friends who's, like, the British one, she sounds bizarre. Well, she's she's meant... Oh, Emily, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that do- that one does sound fake. But I'm thinking of, like, um... I don't know if you ever watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Back when I was going through my Marvel no. Oh, no. <laughs> there, there is <laughs> one no. British character in it. And the actress is British, but whenever I hear her, she's there like, oh, Fitz, we have to reprogram the defibrillator or something. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> That's not a real way shut anybody up. talks. I mean, maybe it is. It probably is. But I'm like, no. I'm not <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch that show. <laughs> Are you not yeah. encouraging us to watch Marvel properties? <laughs> I used Low to really like Marvel it, and properties. then I rewatched a couple episodes recently, and they're all like, "Actually, it's good that the government spies on you." And I'm like, "Ah, oh. <laughs> cool, cool." <laughs> <sighs> it's Agents of Shield is one of again. I I'm sorry to be. I guess my vibe for today is like not believing things exist that I know. <laughs> my brain says, of course they exist because they have an IMDb entry. And uh, <laughs> I sometimes hear of people who say that the, they they exist, but like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like once again a thing where I like... It's very hard for me to believe that it's actually a show that so, aired Janosch, on TV and was I remember when it was big not, on Tumblr. You, you don't believe women, then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Cold. a return of the misogyny. This is exciting. Called out. I guess you're right, because also Joss Whedon is famously a feminist. He so is. It's like, he writes sexy women who fight. Mm-hmm. There isn't actually a more feminist man making films today. All feminist women, actually. Speaking as a man, I would respect women a lot more if they were hyper-violent. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And they, I and mean... they do. Get killing, girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, um, I always think that Myra Hindley is, like, the sexiest British female celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Myra Hindley is, so... This... Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm Imagine absolutely if... cool. I'm very cool. Uh, Imagine if Peter Sutcliffe was a woman. <laughs> okay. Can you, like, type in her name in chat so I can at least inform myself about this? Oh, no, she literally was the... <laughs> she literally was married to the Yorkshire Ripper bloke. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have seen... This person, I think. Well, she's got that big updo. <laughs> okay, I see. What's up, do? Yeah, I see there's like four or five British people listening who thought that was a great joke. So. I thought it was very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm not really like that up to date uh, about like top British serial killers, to be honest. At least... But yeah, I used to used to have a friend who was really into them. So I think Caroline Duffy wrote a poem from her perspective. Yeah, Ooh. that sounds like her. Yeah, <laughs> she likes to do stuff like she that. Um, feminist icon Caroline uh, <laughs> Duffy. I used to I my friend my friend who was a poet used to know her pretty well. She's like, yeah, she's just an alcoholic and she yells at you all the time. Um, cool. Mm. I thought you were going, I, Charlotte. I'm very relieved that you didn't say what I thought you were going to say, which was feminist icon Myra Hindley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, well, she was showing that women can do it also. Wait, did you say something or something else? Because I was still on the Myra Hindley train. Oh, we're talking about Caroline Duffy. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. It's fine. <laughs> she- She's a British she, poet. She's, she's gay. She was, she was, was she, like very big in the nineties. Was she? A, oh. um, was she? Laureate, she was laureate. laureate. Yeah. Okay, yeah, she dear, was poet laureate. Listen, if this is as confusing for you as it is for me, <laughs> let us know. Welcome to Britonology. Okay. Welcome is, to Britonology this... time. Let's talk about carry on movies. Okay. Um, let's talk about actually something let's else. Let's talk about something British. we all know about. Yeah. Something that's also British, but takes place in fancy foreign parts, namely the book Witches Abroad. Whoa. I mean, I'm not sure how much we have to say at this point in the book, but yeah. does that ever we really, really matter to We really need to, to like, have one or two more German hosts on this podcast, because the, <laughs> the Herbert Grönemeyer thing I did earlier didn't land as I hoped to, because... I still felt left out because I was still the only one who knew the reference in, in opposition to the only one who didn't know the reference, which is exactly as bad. I mean, we could just, if you have any like German cultural touchstones that you think we should know about, just send them. I'll educate myself. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah, so that sure. the jokes can like come next episode. <laughs> no, I need to have, not. I need to like send each of you select different German cultural touchstones. So, as, oh shit! So, so we can always do it in a way that someone it's is excluded. gonna be left out because <laughs> I, I desperately need justice in this. <laughs> Listener, the British and the Please, Germans are at justice war. Justice for you. <laughs> 
most discriminated co-host. <laughs> okay, Janos, you can you can do an episode uh, all about the Red Army faction. That's what okay. you can talk about. That's German. I look. I know. I know of them existing. <laughs> there we go. It'll be a good episode. <laughs> Listen, it's. I know. I know that we're like really progressing our um, inter co-hosts uh, just hostility <laughs> at the moment, which is what we need to create better podcasts. Uh-huh. Um, but I need you all to acknowledge that it's uh, it's dirty thirty today. It's episode thirty. Oh, oh my dirty god! Dirty thirty. Daddy oh, wow. Dutty, dutty. She's dirty and flirty. Dirty. Something, something. But this is once again... Dirty. I once again feel left out because in German it would be Die Schmutzige 30 and that doesn't rhyme, <laughs> so I don't get why it's special. Well, Schmutzige. come up with something that rhymes with that in German. <laughs> Another successful Listen. podcast. Listen, good episodes if this production. Is, I'm not if supposed you're to lose this, this on this year's episode. Ah, uh-huh, this is our thirtieth and thirstiest episode. Yeah. Oh, thirstiest, thirsty thirty. Um, Lucy, <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to wrestle this thirsty. cow back into into submission. Lucy, do you have any reviews for Riches Abroad? Oh no, I have not Bad looked Reads at any corner? of them yet. Partly because we're at this point where now I'm reading the books as we read them, and if I look at the Goodreads reviews, I will inevitably spoil myself at the end of the book. So okay. all the reviews, unfortunately, are going to be on week three of this book. So okay. no, we have less content than you thought. <laughs> that's oh, okay. Wow. Okay, I constantly well, keep cool. thinking if we should. Uh, I don't know I, if I said. I this can't tell you what it's rated on Goodreads. If if we wanna, if I if we want me to open up my Excel document and um, look at. No, it's fine. We can we can talk about it in the last episode. <laughs> no, I'm, I was I'm gonna say my Excel keep... document now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this Go one do that. is a four point two two, which is zero point zero six less than the last book. Yeah, it's zero point point zero two more than it deserves. <laughs> Just do it out of a hundred. Why are they doing it out of five if you're going to do decimals? Yeah, I know. It's weird. Isn't it should it? be out of a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it's should be. It's four hundred twenty-two out of one thousand. Yeah. The Goodreads rating system is arbitrary, but this one is relatively highly rated. Mm. Okay, I'm closing my Excel. They're all gonna be from this point on, I think. Like they're all gonna be approximately around the same yeah. rating. Yeah. We have six times the number of episodes uh as Mara Hindley was convicted <laughs> of murdering people. Good for mm-hmm. us. Oh god. Okay. I was gonna say I Let's... keep thinking if we should like maybe put out a question cause for questions, uh to get some more content but at the same time because uh, most podcasts <laughs> I listen to do those at the end of the episode and we're so derailed uh-huh. usually at the end of the episode that I I don't think we would be able to even <laughs> think of pulling up questions that we're, we have gotten we're quite derailed now very, very yeah. bold of you to say we're only derailed at the end of the episode and I'm never sure we're on the rails for most of it <laughs> I feel not. like we touch the rails occasionally yeah. but by accident <laughs> uh, yeah 
Which we... is a bit over the rails. It, listen, we're at 40 minutes. Come on now. Um, <laughs> cringe Express. No, because I, I was going to say, like, t- related to the 40 minutes thing, is that we usually hit the rails around the 40 minute marks and stay there like five minutes and then we we like go cross rail right and mm-hmm. we're, we're on it for like about five minutes and then we derail again yeah yeah but i think it's time to get on the rails now yeah our audience knows that we're more a comedy podcast than like a book read podcast you know yeah. comedy through good thing the we medium, fired our script but... editor <laughs> we just <laughs> But we don't even, because I, I, I have, like, friends who are like, oh, I was listening to it and I, I was enjoying it for, like, 30 to 40 minutes. But then I got very lost when you were talking about the books. So it's like, we satisfy no one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, we satisfy people our love lives. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Satisfying people half of the time. Yeah, that's a good... It's a good percentage. Okay. So today we read Witches Abroad, believe it or not, um, which is a witches book main casting our traditional trio of witches, Margaret, Granny Weatherwax, and Nanny Ock, who we haven't seen since we read Weird Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, cool to see them this time. Um, this book is a sort of fun pastiche on <laughs> fairy tale tropes and also... <laughs> And also, uh, it has a bit of, like, voodoo-style magic stuff going on. Um, it's about stories again, as most of the witches' books are. And it's also uh, making, making fun, fun of, of the French, people. let's call it. Yeah. It's also making fun of being in foreign parts. Witches abroad, of course, mm. being, fr- again, from Shakespeare, as in, there are witches abroad. And also being a funny play on words, in that the witches... Ah, abroad is in a different country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know um, that. <laughs> you, you could even say it in a way of like uh, that thing, comma which is abroad. Uh-huh. She's abroad, like 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 a, a New like Yorker, a woman. Like a woman. Oh, like a abroad. woman. Okay, I mean you a could, witch, but you which is abroad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, she's a swell uh, so, broad. So this book starts with uh, this one witch who dies. I'm gonna fucking kill all three of you with a gun. Oh, like Myra? I'm becoming Myra Hindley in my mind. Um, oh god. <laughs> hey, I just counted the letters, and Myra Hindley is a valid kid name. Okay, oh, let's. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so one of these, which one of the local witches has died and she also happens to be a fairy godmother. She used to spend a lot of time going to Genoa, Genoa, um, which is like a sort of magic-y, I guess, like, I was thinking of it being like a Swiss city. It's like, hmm? I was thinking of it European. as being far, far away from Shrek 2. Yeah, me too. <laughs> ah, yes. It's. It's like New Orleans. It is New Orleans as well, yeah. Mm. Um, it's because like it's like a, a swamp. Tale. New Orleans if it was fairy. Swiss. <laughs> it's a fa- yes, why New is Orleans. it Swiss? I don't know. I don't know. That's no, just how I feel. <laughs> General because, I just imagine it, I imagine it looking like a Hans Christian Andersen drawing thing, you know. No, I mean it is it does sound similar to the to the Swiss to the capital of Switzerland, Genf or Geneva. Yeah. 
yeah, that's probably why I think I'm thinking that. But, but it's um, it, like, it, isn't it like Gen- Genoa, which is yeah. in Italy? That's also that's true. Genoa. Yeah, I've forgotten about the existence. Of I was thinking, I was thinking fairy tales. Anyway, it's like we're not really there. It's yet. probably um, supposed to be. I mean, I've, to me, I almost it always read as like Italy, but uh, that's maybe, maybe also be, just because of the city of Genoa. <laughs> Yeah, mm. anyway, it's 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 a fun fairy tale European but also New Orleans city. Um and yeah, uh, apparently the witch who was the fairy godmother, she is involved in some sort of thing going on there, um in enmity with the other fairy godmother who is called Lilith, and she uses magic using mirrors. She likes to put two mirrors facing each other and stand between them and do some like magical stuff. Um and we we find out when the witches go to her hut after she dies, not hers, but the other witch whose name is Des Desiderata. Desider- Des- yeah. Desiderata. Yeah, they go to Desiderata's uh, house to try and look for the fairy godmother one that she has, but she's given it to Margaret, and Margaret has to go to Genoa and stop the girl from marrying the prince because she can't let it happen. Lilith, who's in control of that city, of Genoa, is, like, trying to control the story so everything is perfect. Everyone in the town has to act as um, stereotypical and jolly as possible, so it's it's a horrible fascist government. <laughs> um, in a fun way! <laughs> but, like, in a fun way. Um, there's also a lady there called Mrs. Gogol, who's, like, a, a voodoo lady, and she, she tells the future in... Not in gumbo, but in her... Uh, Jambalaya. Her food. Jambalaya. In her jambalaya. Um, we haven't seen much of her yet, but she seems like a witch. Um. I wonder <laughs> if she'll be in the next two-thirds of this book. Hmm. Mm, I'm thinking probably. Lilith says that she's one of her main um, enemies, along with Granny Weatherwax, who she sees in the mirror and recognises. I'd like to uh, wish all of our listeners in Bangladesh happy weed minute. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Happy Wish Minute. Happy Wish Minute. This is a cursed episode. 30, (laughs) aka we've gone over the edge. We've gone to seed. (laughs) Everything is collapsing. Quick, Um, everyone say something that's going to get them cancelled. I like to... I don't like the mountain goats. (laughs) Watch... Strictly come dancing. I don't know. Okay, (laughs) shut up. Um, What's more than that? I like Tony Blair. No, it's not. I can't even. I can't even say that as a joke. I'm actually a conservative and have been this entire time. Yeah, I think conservatism it's is the new suppressing. punk rock. But but it's I think punk rock sucks be... shit. <laughs> punk is dead. Exactly. How dare you? Um. Anyway, so so. Due to the will telling Granny Weatherwax and Nanyog they're not to go with Margaret to Genoa, they decide to go with her, which is kind of what Desterata wanted in the first place. Um, so they all go on a fun journey to abroad to, to you know, fulfil it. Um, Margaret has the wand, but she can only do pumpkins. Um, she's trying to do other stuff, but it's it's stuck on pumpkins. <laughs> uh, on this journey, they, they go on a broom, they fly over some mountains, it's icy, they get some help from some dwarves, um, they help the dwarves uh, cope with a cave-in by turning the cave-in into pumpkins. <laughs> they get given a boat, they go through the mountain 
uh, underground rivers. They see go- they see Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> so good. They hit Gollum with an oar. It's fine. Uh, it's a good scene. I love that, scene. that That When I was a child, I was fucking obsessed with that scene. Um, <laughs> Uh, they they go over a waterfall, but they manage to get onto the broom in time and dry out. They end up in a small, I guess they go through like an Uberwald sort of area. Um, mm. They go past a bunch of like scary vampire castles and a town where everyone's scared. <laughs> they they speak foreign. Uh, they go and sleep in separate rooms, but um, Nanny and Granny share a bed. Ooh. Ooh, what if there's only one bed? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a good episode for uh, all our <laughs> granny, nanny shippers. Where was I? Yeah, while they're there, um, there's a banging at the shutters and Margaret like, opens them really hard and knocks something off. And then later on, uh, Nanny Og throws a sausage out the window and it hits something. And then in the end, Grebo, who's come with them... Um, <laughs> Grievo has come with them, uh, eat, eats, uh, eats like every, a really big bat, and then the, the next day they wake up and everyone's celebrating, and basically there was a vampire, but um, Grievo ate it, and that <laughs> defeated the vampire. Good. The, it can raised from the dead, but it never scene. succeeded in rising from the cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, they eat various foods, that's snails and frogs' legs, and Granny Weatherwax is very... Um, She's very xenophobic about it. Um, <laughs> uh, this whole time, Margaret's wearing trousers, which everyone is very upset by. Mm. Um, but but she's been doing self defense, and she's learning like various um, Eastern uh, martial arts from Lobsang Dibbler in Hank uh, <laughs> Morfolk, who's sending her explanatory pamphlets. And we have a funny bit where it talks about how um, people only want wisdom that's really far away. Um, which is why people in like in the east they go to Ankh-Morpork to learn from Miss Cosmopolit, who's like a lady with a broom who yells at them a lot. Uh, which is foreshadowing Thief of Time. So good one, Terry. He <laughs> <laughs> got he really does have his ideas early and then just puts them in a big folder somewhere. Um, yeah, so they're on the journey. They get onto another boat. Um, they're just floating down. Granny Weatherwax has some thoughts about Lilith. And she's like, damn her. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And that's basically where we are at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think we got another another one for the scoreboard of Terry Pratchett doing a jokey footnote, which then becomes a major feature of a, another book, which is uh, the, in, the invention of the chaos butterfly, the idea oh, yeah. of the butterfly yeah. effect, um, being an actual butterfly which causes storms. Yeah. First page. First page. Which will turn up later in interesting times. Yeah. A book with no problems. <laughs> My favorite. This, I, I think it's very funny that you are going to call Granny Weatherwax xenophobic um, for making fun of the French food when all we do on our <laughs> bonus episodes, sorry for our normal listeners, but all we do on our bonus episodes is make fun of the French. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like this, this book. I think, you know, hey, this is a, I'm, I'm trying to float a new concept here, uh, a, new, <laughs> okay. uh, a new idea that I want to put forward. And this mm-hmm. new idea is that satire is just a wonderful thing because <laughs> you can just have it either way. <laughs> so you can, uh-huh. you can either have it in a way as haha, stupid French with their stupid food names 
British food is the best or you can see it as a joke on how the British are like our food is good when it's actually dog shit and oh it's definitely that second yeah. one though that's definitely what it's supposed to be why don't the French call food normal names like spotted dick like or bubble and yeah. spotted dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but like at the same time Terry also often is like greasy food is the best uh, make it as unhealthy as possible yeah, true. but he knows it's gross. He just likes yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, greasy like, food is not... burnt fat. Mm. I love it. And greasy food is not exclusive to the UK either. No. Yeah. Chips are not from the UK. They come from Belgium originally. Don't say that. Ooh. <laughs> this is true. We just made them slightly larger than most people. We improved them. Ooh. <laughs> um, there, there is a bit here where um, Naniog goes, um, words in foreign languages have sex. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is, is just like Emily in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> but Nanny Og isn't a turf about it. Yeah. Wait. She's just she just finds it interesting. Um <laughs> <laughs> checking the genitalia of all the words before they come into the bathroom. <laughs> oh. There is the bit at the beginning where which I said in my introduction where that um Coria comes deliver the stuff to Magrat and he's like the witch told me that you were going to pay me a penny for delivering this and she's like money forges the chains which bind the labouring classes and I'm like okay <laughs> Magrat's mm-hmm. been reading her theory yeah no I like it but it's also funny because she's using it to try and not pay the postman yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So while she's right, and it says her brain is just like open to every single idea that passes through it, um, <laughs> she's she's not she's not doing praxis here. <laughs> she's not doing praxis here. Um, but the granny where the wax is doing praxis when she says she's never paid her landlord. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I, no, but this is I, like yeah. Terry's politics. Is like he. I I don't think Terry is uh, has ever found out what a politics is. He just doesn't like paying money. <laughs> yeah, no. But he he thinks that's politics. I yeah. mean, this this book is very <laughs> anti landlord. Like, there's the bit at the end with the vampire where they kill him, and Naniog's like, "Oh, it's probably because it was their landlord that's everyone celebrating." <laughs> bit of a bloodsucker, I think he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, t- Terry is absolutely anti landlord, but mm. not out of a political <laughs> conviction, but out of a, a I don't like giving money to anyone conviction. And the same the same way he's also anti tax. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. his um his anti-tax thing it's it's very funny if you read his essays cuz it, it comes from him being like I don't want to pay taxes cuz the government doesn't use them right and they're just going to use it to waste money on shit computers that don't work. Mm. I mean, I, um, which kind of <laughs> has a point not against like the against the sort of in like in world uh, rooted in the context of our society kind of thing. Uh, mm. way of being against tax but being I'm not against tax in general obviously I think it's necessary for, to run a society but mm. equally I don't know I think sort of Trash Future have been doing a lot of it about it at the moment with um, you know we we pay our tax so we don't go to jail yeah. and it's like I'm fine with that but when when all of your services are being cut, defunded, uh, and you get less and less um, in return for your tax, but then they spend another sixty billion on uh, 
the defense budget the defense budget or track and trace shit or uh-huh. ppe contractors mm. that are just their yeah. friends um or horrible yeah, security wives companies. or husbands so it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like well i don't want my taxes to go towards tory friends or tory bankrollers and i also don't want them to go to mm. like more effective ways of killing children so like, that's yeah. why i don't Gym like paying tax and also because jim squaddy needs a laser gun <laughs> Also, like, I want my taxes to go towards getting Owen Jones a Kalashnikov. <laughs> oh, that's yes. <laughs> Listen, we've we've said this before. I've never earned enough to, to pay income tax, but I've paid mm-hmm. other tax, <laughs> national insurance, council tax. Do I feel like Ooh, I benefited benefited from it? No, I do not. <laughs> I love council. Yeah, tax. maybe maybe it would be just best to have no taxes. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying that because they're very useful as an idea. <laughs> but, I know, think they're useful my, in the way that knives are useful. Print more money. My ideal situation would be like instead of you know paying taxes or whatever, it's just if you're rich, you should give the money to me. Well, yeah, that's the ideal of tax, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, money should flow downwards rather than upwards, you know. Mm. You know, I think the best kind of tax is one where you pay a tax for living in a property even if you don't own it. Um, mm. So you can live in a shithole property that's theoretically worth quite a lot of money. Uh, and you have to pay a tax Which is the property of your landlord. Yes. And then you pay a yeah. tax based on how much money your landlord has, has like theoretically got in the property. Yes, I love council tax. It's the best tax they are in the not world. <laughs> Taxes, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, replaced- honestly, I, I didn't say that thing that I said about taxes in serious. I, oh, what? I, this is a <laughs> shameful <laughs> confession I have to make here, and you can kick me off the podcast. We're all here for you for for this. If if you feel like I went overboard here, but I was like making a, you know, I was let's <laughs> let's call it as it was. I was saying a lie. And I, <laughs> I would go. I, I usually I go out and go disguise it as. <laughs> yeah, this is this call. is the this is the worst part. Like usually I'm gonna go and say, well, I was making a joke, but like we all know that it's not. It's, you know what I call a joke is just a defensive thing, of uh, yeah, not st- of not wanting to say that I lied. Yeah. You see, it's just it's it's to hide the vulnerability of how how often and how much you lie, yeah. just like constantly. No, yeah. I think we can have zero tolerance for this. I am cancelling Janosch, and when I say Janosch, uh, put an asterisk in all of the uh, vowels in his name. <laughs> so he can't he can't search his own name yeah. online and see that yeah. I'm talking shit about him. He is gaslighting our community. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, Terry has very funny politics. He goes through a lot of changes, I think. And I think he is a bit like Margaret, and then he tends to just sort of absorb ideas from, like, a bunch of places. Mm. Um, Margaret is Terry's self-insert. That's right. This is my controversial take. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) But equally, I think, can't you kind of see with the the triad of the witches, um, they both... There's Magrat and um, Granny being the sort of the sort of furthest opposites on the on the triad, 
and they mm. both um, both have very different reactions to things being foreign. Obviously, Magrat yeah. is very attracted to things for their sort of foreign mystique, and she's very into sort of occult and mysticism. Yeah. And Granny is the sort of most uh, pragmatic person you can possibly be. Um, yeah. And is incredibly xenophobic in a sort of <laughs> <laughs> not not like a terrible way, but just like a just like Ugh, in a funny this, way. It, this food's bad, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> this isn't right. Not like I have back home kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think Terry is kind of he's kind of um, putting forward Nanny Og as the ideal person to be, which is to sort of roll with everything that comes and go. Oh, this is great! She does, I love it. She does just like make up words to try and talk to people. <laughs> yes, yeah, but she's having a great time. <laughs> That's true, and they do love her. I forgot to mention this great scene with the bulls where they're doing like oh, um, it's so funny like. <laughs> the bulls like stampeding down the street which is like i think that's a spanish thing mm-hmm. right yes um where you have to grab the rosette and Pamplona. they don't want to like get up from their lunch so they just like stop the bulls <laughs> and everyone gets really embarrassed and they stop using the bulls tradition because they're just too embarrassed <laughs> to think about it <laughs> it's a very good scene and i love the idea of, of the three of them just like sat in the middle of the street drinking like straight absinthe um uh-huh. It's really good. <laughs> it's a very visual scene. Yeah, that's just like drinking bucket, like yeah, buckets of absinthe is just incredibly funny. It's just such a nanny or thing to do as well. <laughs> yeah, I also think <laughs> he it, was like uh... he's having fun with this journey. He's just like I'm going to do a bunch of like european tropes and they're just going to yeah. funny react to them in which ways i, I was just going to say about the like the having fun on the journey the, is the is the drinking absinthe and being at a bullfight thing is like that is that like some weird hemingway joke uh, uh, i don't know enough about hemingway to possibly comment all i know about like, hemingway is pretentious baby shoes beat his wife so <laughs> the, the baby shoes thing is not even Hemingway. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's attributed you know, to him, but it's like Hemingway. I'm very gullible. The, it's it used to be attributed to him, but I think it's not uh, accurate from what I heard. No, but like his first his first book is like some Americans uh, being in France, and one of them has been castrated in the war, and they. They just drink a ton of absinthe and they go to a bullfight at one point. I don't know about France. He he spent a lot of time in Spain in the army. Yeah. The the Spanish Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I think they also go to Spain at one point. I don't know. Yeah. It's... Yeah, he fought in the Spanish Civil War, Mm. I think. Yeah, just like Orwell. Yeah, because he also has a book about the Spanish Civil War and then he later wrote an entire book just about uh, essays about bullfighting. And he was famously like a big absinthe like the I don't think anybody is actually someone who enjoys absinthe. I'm sorry. I think that's yeah. one of those things where everybody yeah, is lying about it. Well you I do have, it because no, never... it's because we do it wrong in Britain. It's because you're supposed to have like a big like purified water thing. You're supposed to have a sugar cube on like a little tray spoon thing and then you pour the purified water over the over the sugar cube and then it melts into the absinthe and you don't have that much absinthe in there. Or yeah, and then it's the quite cube, but Or you set the cube on fire. But does that sound good to you? <laughs> 
I mean, I think I've had it. Sugary it alcohol water, which I know is every single alcoholic drink, thinking yeah. about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Most liqueurs are terrible. They're like horrible herbs that you should really On the other be hand, drinking. I have had black absinthe from like the Czech Republic that my friend brought back that was like in a little bottle and it was 65%. And then I did drink it and I did throw up. So, you know, who can say if absinthe is good okay. or bad? I have never had Gross. absinthe. Uh, the, it it was just yeah, like a thing that, like in the late 19th early 20th century there was just a time where like absinthe was illegal because they said it's like yeah t- it, there's there's like something else that's not alcohol in it or something they said it had like wormwood and it yeah. was hallucinogenic yeah. Abs- absinthe is French for wormwood I think yeah. yeah and that's why it became such a prestige drink because uh, it's like it- ooh it is Crime. not hallucinogenic. It's just very alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. If you drink enough of anything, it could be hallucinogenic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like Lucy, you said, Hemingway pretentious. And that's why he'd be drinking absinthe. Yeah. But he's there like, you motherfuckers be drinking whiskey. I'm taking it one more level uh-huh. of something that is awful yeah. to drink, but very alcoholic. I'm sorry. I know that some people like whiskey, but it does taste like alcoholic like rotting leaves. I like whiskey. <laughs> whiskey is bad. It's so bad. You, the only good purpose of whiskey is you just don't have Charlotte a sophisticated palate like I do. I don't think anyone who <laughs> who drinks whiskey actually likes it. That's fucking untrue, and you just don't understand the joys of whiskey. I anyway. I have an updated saddest story ever told. Okay. Oh God. Okay. okay. For sale, one podcast. <laughs> Never listened. <laughs> I'm crying. Thanks. I am crying. But like, that's what this episode o- honestly, is. Everyone's turned this off already. I I, I want to be um, real with you uh, here for 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 just a second because I I know I told a lie earlier. Are you lying okay, before so you again? Don't trust me. No, it's not a lie. This is just like a genuine heart to heart. I don't think okay. I don't think the baby shoes for sale never worn is the shortest uh, or, or the you know shortest saddest story it's like because there's there's a much sadder short story in even less words this is just as just famous dead baby and it's <laughs> tfw no gf no i was thinking is it is it because that's still got a title and that's a longish title is not the saddest story ever told loss oh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's true there's no words in loss it's just images oh mm-hmm. although i guess oh an image God. is a thousand words so technically it's four thousand yeah <laughs> it's four thousand <laughs> words yeah <laughs> okay we're really knocking out the box <laughs> Oh, I have stomach cramps. Okay. Uh, uh, please, listeners, if you can come up with a sadder short story in less words than TFW no GF, then let us know. Please, listeners, send Javier Bardem round to all our houses with a bolt gun so he can shoot us in the back of the head. <laughs> Finally put us out um, of our different misery. I've got, I've got four words. No nat November. Fail. <laughs> Damn. No, a sadder story is no, not November succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> D- uh, yeah. 
I think what's even sadder <laughs> is, and it's even shorter, no, not year. Oh. Fuck. Oh. That's, that's like what being a mug that's is. That's sort of like... <laughs> that's sort of like um, Granny Weatherwax, who... <laughs> Is never never having sex, just like Margaret. They've got that to connect. You are them. definitely um, not correct because this book has the beloved fan fiction trope of "Oh no, there's only one bed," and <laughs> Nanny Og and Granny Weatherwax get to share a bed, and you cannot convince me that they did not fuck. I don't think they fucked in that. <laughs> they are snoring. I don't, quite th- I don't think they fucked. <laughs> They can't. Granny's wearing three vests. No, I'm gonna go on record here and say, Granny and Nanny Og might have fucked in the past. They don't anymore. They don't. They're exes. I thought we agreed they're exes. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, what? (laughs) (laughs) You and your ex, who you had a difficult relationship with, back forced into one bed, cuddling. Maybe you have to spoon for warmth. Lucy. One of you's got shoes I, on. It's a little bit sexy. <laughs> I know You're we agreed on the improv rule <laughs> being sausage. yes and, but to, to this I'm going to say no. <laughs> no. no. I'm going to call you a homophobe for this. So, <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny and homophobia? Damn, we're ticking all the podcast boxes. Look, I was already cancelled this episode three times, so I don't care if I'm going to cancel it. be cancelled once more. Gosh, you're just trying to bring us down with you at this point. It's on fire and we're all going down. <laughs> this this episode really is our rumours. Um, <laughs> Look, it's 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 the dirty thirty, so it's the schmutzige dreizy. It's what they welcome to the schmutzige dreizy. <laughs> Bist du down for eine kleine Absinthe? <laughs> oh, el trienta sucios. <laughs> I'm gonna pass out. Um. <laughs> We didn't even say a joke. We're just laughing. <laughs> I know. It's the spirit of merriment. Okay. Everyone, everyone to yogic breathing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sometimes uh, Yoga with Adrian tells me to do lion breaths and it's just the echo girl face. And I know she's tricking me. <laughs> oh, like tongue out. Do you cross your eyes as well? Yeah. I think Ahagel might be the least erotic thing that's ever been invented. That, that, it has the power to make you go flaccid immediately. <laughs> anyway, so this is... So, Lucy, um, how do you think um, Granny Weatherwax and... <laughs> Yeah, sorry, How going. do you think Granny the and Lilith know each other? <laughs> what do you think the connection is there? I think they're also ex-girlfriends. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I think... Stuck in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been trying to assemble this Ikea mirror and I'm stuck. Oh no, Granny Weatherwax is home. <laughs> fake, fake broomstick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you, 
go and shut the fuck up. I'm going to come back there and slap you a witch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of a real answer. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm... I'm glad I'm not the one who has never read this book because one, I also don't remember how Crane Redwax and Lilith met. And and two, I'm always like, when I read a book, I never try to guess what the explanations are that the book is later going to no. provide me. Because I mean, if it's a mystery, you don't normally, but this is a book podcast, so I, I thought it would be fun to, to have a speculation. You, you thought That's I'd have put some very, thought into it, and I was just very like, rude of you to say this is a book club. This is it's a book not even podcast. True, really. <laughs> now he's the liar. It's me. I'm the liar. Um, this is barely even a this podcast. Is barely, this is barely anything. Um, <laughs> this is mental illness connected through the internet. <laughs> Every time we do an, ep- an episode like this, I'm like, this is the stupidest podcast episode we've ever recorded, and somehow it's always worse each time. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, at least I'm not horribly drunk this time, unlike that one time. Very yeah, but that one was more controlled um, as an episode. Yeah, I've been able to target being <laughs> deranged much better and more effectively. Actually, yeah. being screaming. sober has made you more... <laughs> Um, crazy, <laughs> crazy. We are all becoming. Mm, makes you think. <laughs> Seeing the real world has has made me believe that I am the real clown. We are all it's clowns. The joke ah, yes. is trick. Uh, yes, I, uh, I, I, I look at someone apply their clown makeup, but then I like blink and I realize that I've been staring into a mirror all this time and it is I who apply the clown oh, makeup to shit. myself <laughs> but I've been I've just been sitting on my hand for so long before that I don't realize it's my own hand that was an extensive bit last week um, maybe this is or was it just last week? It feels like we did that three <laughs> years ago. Week, but I mean, who knows at this point? Um, is this better? <laughs> but it's true that the past, like the past, like six episodes, have been the worst episode of our podcast every time consecutively. <laughs> like I, I never believe we can I do think worse. If we believe in ourselves, <laughs> and we then can we still do worse. <sighs> The thing is, is reading the first third of a book is that the nothing, the themes aren't consolidated yet. I mean, we got like some some suggestions of themes. It's it's stories again. Like, it keeps telling us the themes. themes. It's like, oh, hello, this book is about stories, yeah. and also about fairy godmothers. That's true. <laughs> that Terry was, loves like, that. The first page. Terry loves to uh, loves to start. Yeah, loves to start the books with like some very pretentious, uh, just. Ah, uh, the sun rises over the disc world, but light flows much <laughs> slower, and the, the the flies are also have thoughts. And hey, if you clap in the forest, does anyone hear it yeah. or not? Who knows? The wizards say you can, and it makes the sound of k. But that's beca- <laughs> that's that's the reason why wizards 
Never get <laughs> pussy. That's, that's like, this is how every single Terry Pratchett book starts, and then he's gonna outright say what yeah, the theme is gonna he's be. The he's gonna be like, this is a story about yeah, stories. Yeah, like, this is about stories and how they control things. So it's all about, like, Lilith is saying that once they get there, they'll be drawn into the story because they can't not be, which is sort of similar to the Weird Sisters thing about, like, making the story and then it changing how people see the world. Um... Yeah, and also we we see yeah. this Baron, who's the new the new Baron that Lilith made, and there's lots of suggestions of him being like, so, he's a frog. He's a yeah, frog, right? I'm pretty sure he's a frog. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. a frog man, um, but he's also mean. He's a mean frog man. I like that she wasn't able to give She's him sad. human eyes when she transformed him, so he has to wear sunglasses. Yeah, just like just like curly uh, good omens. It's the same. Yes, um, that's true. Lucy. Yes. If you were to guess, how many how many jokes would you say are <laughs> going to be made about the confusion between him being called the the Duke and uh, the, the similarity of that word to a kind of waterfowl? <laughs> well, I didn't think it was going to happen at all until now. Where I'm convinced the entire well. rest of the book is going to be only yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be. Terry wouldn't do that. Um, I'm glad that no, Terry would, would make just never make I'm glad that Grieber's here. I think Terry was like, I love this character, and I don't want him to not be here, even though yeah. we're going somewhere else. So what if she just takes him? But she would. I feel. I feel like. I feel like that's something yeah. that New York would do. Yeah. There are some very, very funny jokes in this. The entire scene of um, Magrat and then Nanny like whacking the vampire <laughs> off the windows when they open the shutters in the inn is it very is really hilarious. Mm-hmm. And also, Magrat talking about going around to Desiderata's house before she died to taste her like foreign food and Granny <laughs> Weatherwax like, ah, curry and flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really good. That's so good. Such yeah. a good joke. God. I guess it's like Margaret being just genuinely very nice and wanting to learn. Um, and the other witches are just like, God, you're so yeah. cringe. <laughs> I mean, this, and this ties into the theme of our last episode where we, th- we were talking about, well, is there such a thing as the essential <laughs> self? Mm. Which is the thing we talked about, a serious thing yeah, we're on serious. this podcast. You might not believe this. Uh, but you can listen to the last episode I think they have, if you want. Probably it's, it was very good. Um, <laughs> Maybe I wonder if there's like one person who's like, I hate Terry Pratchett, but Witches Abroad is my favorite book, so I'm just gonna listen to those three <laughs> I'm episodes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, there were some people on the Reaper Man uh, Goodreads reviews who are like, I love every Terry Pratchett book except this one. And it's like, <laughs> why? It's- <laughs> why <laughs> yeah it's too good and they're like it wasn't funny and it's like I there was, it was there was but... no uh there was no mean woman with big boobs who was mean to the main guy who was an incel i mean that kind of was though did we ever hear if miss flitworth had big boobs? i'm imagining her that way but i think that's just josh kirby's influence yeah on <laughs> she lives in all of our hearts See, that's Fr- the thing terry didn't specify so it's... frantically googling does, <laughs> does miss flitworth have big natural <laughs> uh, but yeah what i was gonna say that was a, we talked about finding uh, or, or is there a true self in the last episode and in, in this one there's like a ton of jokes about finding yourself but like wait why don't you just look mm. where you are 
<laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, um, like, we're hearing I'm... about Margaret like um, trying to find herself. That's her whole thing. I guess that's like her whole plot line for this book is that she's trying to like find some sort of self discovery, and during that, she's been made a fairy godmother. So that sort of has to factor into everything. Um, and, then, mm. and we're not sure how it's going with Varence mm. at the moment. Um, seems seems not great. She's learning about female emancipation, which um, Granny Weatherwax doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah. She's cancelled yeah. for that. Uh, Emma Watson and Lin-Manuel Miranda would not approve. I would pay good money to see Emma Watson and Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda um, do a freestyle rap about gender emancipation. Uh, <laughs> I would like Margaret to beatbox. You know, I was like, up to the last two words you said, I was like, no, I would not pay for this. <laughs> they did that yeah. already. Up they to the last that. two words. And they knocked it out of the pipe. They don't have to do it again. It's already perfect. Mm. Like, but if, if something was good once, uh, yeah. it means it's going to be good again. <laughs> but that's the thing about freestyles, right? Like Because they do it off the cuff, it's already going to be like better than everything that was written down. That's the reason why... The improv comedy we're doing in this podcast is much better than every <laughs> written book. <laughs> you could read Infinite Jest, or you could just listen. I think to we us. kind of are Infinite Jest yeah. if you think about it. <laughs> we are. That's true. This podcast is going to go on forever. We, every day yeah. we are laughing and jesting, and it's going on forever. So that's an Infinite Jest, if you ask me. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Infinity is terrifying and depressing, so... Mm. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the mood down again, Please George. Please, bring the yeah. mood down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling so good about, like, podcasting infinitely, but then you have to say things like ennui. If you think about it, there, and, there's different uh, size infinities. Have heard of but you must imagine Sisyphus podcast. <laughs> sure, I am. <laughs> Damn, Sisyphus really should have a podcast. Um, <laughs> well, he every day I edit a podcast and then I have oh to edit. Oh my god! Yeah, me too. I am Sisyphus. <laughs> fucking hell! God fuck! Every week there's just more. Right. You see, I just finished editing the last episode today, and now there's just another episode, which someone <laughs> yes. else is going to have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, this fair. really is just that meme it's Chaz, Chaz and Lucy going no you can't just do a podcast over and over again and spout shit for like an hour and a half two hours and then it's me and Janosch going ha 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 podcast printer going <laughs> <laughs> look I have to edit you two other podcasts <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> okay it's just me then <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'd also derail things a lot, I think, sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's my yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, um, yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, Margaret. Finding yourself. Yeah, so Margaret's whole thing in this is just, like, self-actualization once again. I guess Terry was on one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He always is. He's kind of always on one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would never catch him being... 
not on yeah, one. Yeah, he's a mad lad. Never catch him being off one. <laughs> what about Eric? Uh, I mean, Faust. Oh, that was about Eric self-actualizing him. We just didn't like the true yeah. self he found. Um, I, I do think Terry was on one in, in Eric. He was just on a, on a particularly bad one. <laughs> <laughs> he was on one in sorcery when he decided that uh he's just gonna do some cheeky orientalist tropes unreflected yeah yeah why would you reflect <laughs> let's just go off uh east asian people it's funny we won't we won't have any any more of those <laughs> no <laughs> never again Will there be race race issues in Discworld? I Never. can't wait to not have to read any more of that. It's really exciting. <laughs> there's a there's a joke in here that I think Terry stole from Emily in Paris. Uh, <laughs> when when uh, Nanny says it's called the Vieux River, and that means the old masculine river, and then. Then she said, words have sex in I've foreign parts. I've already said that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been tuning out there That's for a really second. That's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, oh, this just, this just um, confirms what I said earlier on our, on our um, podcast chat, that our podcasting is becoming increasingly autonomic. There it's is no true. brain involved here. It goes ear to spinal column and back to mouth. <laughs> No, yeah, the spinal column yeah. is an extension of the brain, and technically the thoughts don't even need to get to the brain for you to just react. directly out of my ass, so it doesn't even... It's just entirely digestive tract. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we don't do more, like, callbacks uh, is, is that we never do them on purpose. We're just, like, proud that we remembered one thing we said. <laughs> Yeah, I can barely remember the book we're supposed to be talking about, let alone last week's book. I barely remember the the things we talked about, like, half an hour ago. I remember everything. I I listen to every single thing every one of you say, and I recall it in my brain, and then I listen to it again while I'm editing. So I remember literally everything. Um, Anyway, what about the dwarves? How Mm -hmm. fun was the dwarf scene? Pretty fun. Pretty fun. <laughs> Pretty fun. I love. I dwarves. like the dwarves. Uh, I like the the like dwarf breath thing is also a joke. Terry just never gets tired. Yeah, of. is this the first time we get it? Yeah, this is because I wrote it down. I was there like, aha, a funny joke about Lembus breath. Yeah. Mm, not gonna come <laughs> back. <laughs> 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 But isn't Lambus bread supposed to be yeah. nice? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think they always talk about how nice it is in the book. Yeah, like, but anything this nice great. that you have to eat every single day. Oh, but the point the point of dwarf bread is it's always there. Like mm-hmm. you yeah, it. yeah, <laughs> it keeps you going. It keeps you, it keeps you going because <laughs> with the thought that if I if I don't keep going, I'll have to eat. <laughs> yeah, bloody it's bread. basically made of gravel. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's yeah. like you think you're hungry, and then you see that the the food you have is dwarf bread, and then you realize you're not hungry actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, actually, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's like maybe I can wait. Day. Yeah. <laughs> or in later books, where it's a weapon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but but oh, that's exciting. It is the 
the thing about like having a bad memory is also uh, not just not remembering our podcast bits, but also um, not whenever there's a there's a thing that is a running joke in Terry Pratchett books that I remember. I I never really know if it's if it's a thing I remember because we've encountered it already in this in the course of this reread project. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just, or if I just remember it from reading Terry Pratchett. Yeah. So I just can't keep apart if it's like, oh, this is the first time this trope appears. That's why it's great to have you on here, Lucy. To have <laughs> someone you. who can confirm these things. <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I'm here to be the fresh new perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A fresh pair of eyes. Yeah, you can tell us mm-hmm. what's great. And that's the only thing you're allowed to say on this podcast. <laughs> I stay quiet until you ask me a question like, hey, is this the first time we've been You're like, this? And yes. Like, yes, and then we sure. cut you off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a fake mm-hmm. fan, Lucy. That is true. Get, get on our level. Why? Or something. I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do we, it's, it's honestly, I think it's very rude of you that we've been doing this podcast for so long and you still haven't like gone back in time so that you have read the books Ten years ago, that you have remember now. <laughs> I'm trying. I am working I on it. You're not allowed to read them much. ahead. Yeah, almost you... as much of a, of a betrayal as when I say a joke when we're not recording, and then you tweet it. <laughs> yeah, well, activate your Twitter account yeah. then, mm-hmm. and fucking fuck get back online, on George. It. Plug back into the mainframe if you're so upset about it. Yeah, honestly, the crabs, the... the crabs, they're pulling me back into the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the real cancelable offense you do, George, is that you even make jokes in situations when, where we don't get to profit off of them on our Patreon. So it's mm. like, yeah, you know, keep your jokes for the podcast recording. I do turn off. I, I switch a little, a little button on my head. I don't make any jokes for the whole week. Save up the podcast mm-hmm. juice for you all. Oh yeah, like no, no, no. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. No. This is my redistribution. No podcast well. lactation month. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very. It's not very snappy. You know, I'm not sure it will catch on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Well, it's, no. It's stuck in my mind now. So. I have to tweet it. No bit bovember. Yeah. I said. Uh, I had a great joke, which was, uh, no, no onanism November, but no one got it, so. I, I got it. I, it just, I get it. It's, it's, it's no, bad. It's, it's yeah. good. It's a funny joke. <laughs> I got it, and I even, I even hit that heart out of pity. That's really kind of you. But I did not you. hit retweet. I'm just, I'm just, one, I wander the streets of Twitter with a little, like, mug. I'm like, please spare a like, mister... <laughs> <laughs> Please give succor to my poor lonely soul. <laughs> the digital winds are cold. The winds are cold. So I need a like to warm my bitter heart. Um, and then sometimes people like it, but mostly they don't. <laughs> yeah, I do have the tragic uh, story of the little yeah, tweet girl. We all know that one. <laughs> I do have the notifications on even for likes because I do like it when it. When it pops up that someone liked the funny or relate funny and or relatable thing that I tweeted out, so 
Uh, yeah, I wish like, they have all of them. I don't know. I, I don't even I, need to turn I've them known off. of people who only have like mansions on. Yeah, that's because if they're big but... shots, I'm a small shot, so I just need everything on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little shot. A little absent mm-hmm. shot. Honestly, I should. I should keep like notifications on also for when my friends are posting, so I can also like uh, get on that liking immediately. Yeah, I'm always just on Twitter, so I just immediately see everything. Yeah, that's what yeah. I. That's what I'm most <laughs> of the time. But then sometimes I have to do like I don't know something else mm. where I yeah. like. What's your re- your reasoning behind no onanism November? <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you think it's why why do you think it's funny? <laughs> no, no, it's nonanism. November because it's like no 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 oh, November. Okay, but it's onanism, which is another word for masturbation. See, it's 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 making a, it's just a vocabulary <laughs> joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I didn't Check come here to out. get roasted. <laughs> I came here to talk about which is the problem. Okay, and, and why do you, why do you feel like we we want to hear that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I should tweet out like. Uh, no, it's better than I thought it was originally. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was no onanism November. But that no would have been very bad. It's better. No, but it could be like n- n- no masturbation month. <laughs> Like that could be a good tweet. That's that would be no. good though. I think that's funny. <laughs> what if you just called it No Wanking February and that was just the month for some reason? <laughs> you just do it for every month. Yeah. <laughs> no jacking it, June. Yeah, exactly. Don't uh-huh. come slightly yeah, before exactly. Christmas. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no crank Christmas. <sighs> Christ. <sighs> Dry hog December. Uh, <laughs> no, that's the other. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Mm, anyway. 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 The other joke that d- d- made me laugh very hard, and it's not even that funny, is just the sentence The sight of Nanny Ock's single remaining tooth at work on a pickled <laughs> onion could bring tears to the eyes. <laughs> that's really good. Ooh. I just, I love hearing about her, um, her tooth there's a bit where granny weatherwax yeah. is trying to figure out what decadent means and she thinks it means you have 10 teeth oh yeah in the same way that nanny og is um in a dent because she has one tooth <laughs> that's a good it joke is good. Mm-hmm. it is good this is terry once again went from because in the previous books he he started becoming really good at um incorporating jokes that also like further the plot yeah I think in this one, he just kind of decides to just, like, put in jokes for good measure once again. Yeah, It's he fine. A bit silly Especially this it. beginning yeah. journey bit of the book is very much like, what if we just have fun jokes? <laughs> what if it's just funny? <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, wh- well, the, what I can tell you about that is that yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I've been known to like a I joke. I have a little chuckle at a before. jape. <laughs> at a jest, at an infinite jest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love it when my when I like breathe out air slightly faster than usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say some of these jokes in this book did like make me genuinely laugh out loud. They made me laugh. They made you laugh. Um, <laughs> but have you gotten to a ruffle? 
I think I'm yet. ruffling right you, now. What about a ruffle now? <laughs> um, Not yet. Well, I'm assuming that'll come later in the book. Are you on the last, last I ruffle copter? I was going to say, I did Saigon. feel like I was ruffle copter <laughs> during this episode. <laughs> God. <laughs> what's what's everyone's favorite um, d- d- funny dictator? Mine is Ruffalo Mao. Hell yeah! <laughs> mine's mine's the Mao Stalin. Okay, you could have gone with Brosif, but whatever. Um, <laughs> That'd be shit. <laughs> I like. Donald Trump. <laughs> I got him. Great Ooh. one. Ooh. Oh, I can't believe. Come you on, Chaz. Who's your favourite funny dictator? Um, I take it back. My Borat. <laughs> my wife. My wife. <laughs> well, I just don't think dictators are funny. They so. just—they don't have the capacity for like good bits. The the bits are just like not that good. They're kind of low you're the, quality. You're the you're the only people to ever think that dictators are funny. Yeah, we like to have controversial yeah, takes like... on this podcast. That's what we are known for. <laughs> when a dictator does like a genocide, I I don't laugh at that. You I'm don't sorry. Laugh? It might muster yeah. a smirk, but only a small one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you lying? No, I wouldn't lie. I've never lied on 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 podcast. Every time I've spoken in a podcast, it's been a hundred percent truthful. I no. think, but I think the thing about what? this book is that, that the jokes are like more based on this is this is basically a sitcom concept yeah. of three funny, two funny, and one straight man, uh, which which is uh, go on a fun road trip, and we're gonna poke fun at some fairy tale tropes. Uh, as we go, and I think it's a you know it's a good setup because Nanny Og and Granny Weatherwax are like good sitcom characters, mm. and and Magrat as well. I like I like all of them. They work to, yeah. they work very well yeah. together, but mm. in all honesty, very little in terms of narrative has happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why this episode is like this because is I, it? I I I yeah, do let's think let's this blame is... it on the narrative. <laughs> no, I'm blaming it on Terry. I'm the boogeyman. Um, <laughs> he's dead, so you know I can blame anything. He's dead. Um, <laughs> yes. <yeah>, so, <laughs> <laughs> hey, pumpkins, pretty pumpkins funny. Good. It's just like pumpkins Homestuck. Pretty funny. That's true. Um, is it? I mean, you say everything. That about everything is like Be- because it's true. <laughs> is it just because there's lots of lots of Homestuck, so it yes. has a lot of basically. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's just Charlotte going to New York and being like, this is just like Friends. No, but I would see the Statue of Liberty and be like, this is just like Homestuck. Um. Mm-hmm. When I see the Statue of Liberty, I think this is just like that Doctor Who episode where it's <laughs> the moved and it was a weeping angel. Yeah, the Statue of Liberty was big. Okay, we're talk- we're not talking about the Statue yeah. of Liberty Doctor Who episode again. Um- <laughs> watching watching a BBC drama production going, this is just like Cardiff. <laughs> You'd be right. Deep though. cut for oh, Cardiff. 
girl yeah. kind of stands. We Everyone just we else had a whole bit in our won't. last episode where we just talked about the St. David shopping centre. <laughs> it's because it's terrible. I know, but it's just very funny. I will. Um, I will go to Cardiff and say that this is just like Doctor Who because I think that's where it <laughs> was filmed. You would be wrong. <laughs> Cardiff is just like Doctor Who. We could take you to the Yanto yeah, Shrine. We can, go to, we can go to the Yanto Shrine. Um... Yeah. Look, I have not watched Torchwood, so I wouldn't get Neither that Neither have reference. I, but we'll still take you there. Okay, I will still look yeah, at it, Yeah, because it's course. bizarre, and I think you'll like, enjoy the weirdness of it. I, I do think so. Yeah. It's it's also like one of... Uh, I was going to say one of two things I know in Cardiff to make it a low number, but I don't know any other things in Cardiff. There's a big castle. Yeah. I, um, the other thing in Cardiff I know is George, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big He's name there, around these right. Go see George. Uh, <laughs> As you know, that that's not that's not true. We told you about Ninja. Yeah, it's Ninja. Oh, Ninja yeah. is in Cardiff. That's true. My favorite streamer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the more important Ninja, the the, the guy who plays the no, drums just, at night. Uh, oh, the like, guy from wanders around, sort of wanders around the shopping center and occasionally. Anyway, we're not doing. We just. <laughs> He's all right. Um. <laughs> speaking in tongues um yeah is that everything about the book which is abroad that we have to say the book which is abroad (laughs) the book which is abroad i'd say we have categorically completed which is abroad i think we completed something there's nothing else that can be said through any um like meta text no we've sat here and done this 30 times (laughs) and every week we get 30 times we return to this place (laughs) willingly (laughs) even eagerly and we're gonna have to do it 100 more times i know like we're not we're not even halfway done with this world we're no uh, no not even a third of the way done i think Hogs. So, there is so much more slop for the trot. <laughs> you should be grateful for that. <laughs> Just get in and rub it all over yourself. Okay. Oh man, I would love that. <laughs> Me too. Um, I would love to rub something over myself. Give me that sloppy right toppy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So th- this was apparently who watches the watch. <laughs> I... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> saying saying this was who watches watches the watch is like getting less true every week. I think. I mean, it is like ontologically, this is like, you know, this is who watches the watch. So anything we do, and it I is guess this is what it is now. That's and true. It is, te- but it's also untrue because we have yet to watch any watch apart from the trailer. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we will. January. We will. January 2021. Yeah. It's honestly this book, next book, and then we're watching The Watch. It's a bit like Higurashi, where it's like the question arc, which is all the episodes where we're saying, who watches The Watch? Uh-huh. And then the answer arc, where we go, we're watching The Watch. It's exactly like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> George and I uh-huh. nodding along. This, um, hmm. uh-huh. Just, just yeah, yeah. geniuses. Um, anyway, this was who. Yeah, wa- Mion and Rena are watching the. Watch. Whoever, whatever you think about this, this was who watches the watch, and <laughs> it was. And you still undeniably, like it, undeniably, 
what you think look if you've listened up to this point you like mm-hmm. it or you Even hate yourself you... i have to assume so uh, or, or you no but it's like you know it's the way i have seen like the room more than i have seen any other movie i cannot say it's a bad movie <laughs> And Someone listening to this podcast is a form of really indulgent self-harm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, if you want more of this, except somehow, like, more constructed, um, <laughs> then you can enjoy uh, our Patreon bonus episodes which you can get for a single currency um, a month and they're lots of fun and we're writing a good book called Heartspell and George was on uh, this week's episode first time ever yeah yeah. feast your ears so now you get four hosts for the price of one currency plus that's the such a good deal <laughs> you can also just pay us money if you don't listen to the Heartspell episodes you should listen to them because they're very good yeah. They are really uh, good. Yeah. I, I only care about the money. I, I'm going to go out. <laughs> We're selling <laughs> out. Just give us money, please. <laughs> you will not find a more accurate literary representation of Paris. Yeah. Hey. I promise you. Okay. I, I feel like I feel twice. really bad it's because it happened again. I, I lied. I don't what? actually only care about the money. I am very glad that people are listening to this. Uh, and it's, it's an honor to see those listener numbers go up. So. Uh-huh. Oh, we're sincere posting now. <laughs> <laughs> cringe well if we're going to send a post I'm going to say if you live in Tooting or near the, uh, <laughs> the Kingsbury Road in London um, or in Cardiff go to Pooja they do very very good food <laughs> really good onion barges P- yeah, yeah Pooja rocks Amazing. actually like delicious veggie samosas the, you should go to Pooja's yeah. it's the best Indian yeah. takeaway it's so so good and they're very very friendly one pound people. For an enormous. This samosa. has been this yeah, has been our this has been our restaurant recommendation segment. Mm-hmm. Also, their their paneer rolls amazing. Um, Do you love Jamoon? If you fantastic. If you give us five pound a month or five currency, then we'll shout you out on the podcast and be indebted to you. Um, and those people are people are gigantic Larry. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Slam Simon. Bazinga. Ooh. Mm, boyfriend of the show, Tom, aka Amazing. Hank that the Tank, uh, aka did I give him another nickname? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Crandall. <laughs> Damn. Whoa. Milk succubus. Wait, did I Blimey. say succubus? Milk succubus. Mm. I our, our patrons deserve their names to be pronounced correctly. Do they? Um, Evan. <laughs> Evan Diem. Yeah. Fuck. Evan doesn't even listen to this one, so he won't even know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and Rise and Grind memes for side hustling teams. Woo. Check them out Golly. on Facebook. Very funny meme page. Thank you very much. You deserve everything you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are right. Also, yeah. you, you, you also... can join our Discord Look. to have fun conversations and see our horrible memes. Um, and you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I promise we're definitely not more normal on mm-hmm. there, so it's a good time. Yeah. Um, Honestly, if you, yeah, if you want to interact with your favorite podcast hosts, like, up close, that's the best place to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like um, so. in Japan where you get to meet your idols um, and you uh-huh. get to, like, sign up to, like, shake their hands. That's what the Discord is like, but we're very down to earth. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you if you think mm. we're like hilarious on this podcast, you're probably gonna be disappointed if you join our Discord. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say yes or hell yeah to all of your posts. <laughs> you love it though. Um, anyway, this this has been a episode of podcast that uh, Lucy's gonna edit. Um, and I. Oh wait! Yeah, that guy, Lucy. This is the Dark Souls of yeah. podcast editing. Um, I, <laughs> I hope you've had a nice yeah. time, and we'll see you next week for part two of Which is Abroad. Um, and until then, mm-hmm. um, Star Wars Mm. Granny Nanny, Granny Nanny, uh, Bjorn mm. Strong in the Arm is my grandmother. Mm. Yeah. Nigel. Castiel is still in hell. Nigel, thine uncle. Castiel is still in super mega hell for homies. Mm-hmm. All cars go to heaven. Stan Nigel, the the Jungkook of, <laughs> of uh, Discworld. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. I know what these words mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Stan, Stan Nigel. Stan Nigel. <laughs> Stan Rinseflower. Did we say that? Yeah, Stan Rinseflower. Yeah. Oh, wait, I don't think we did yet, but it's important. Um, Consider the important. essential self. First. Um, oh, Granny, Granny Weatherwax says uh, something about turfs are bad. She's, she's <laughs> fuck turfs. Oh, fuck turfs. That's it. Yeah. It's, Granny Weatherwax says yeah. something about turfs, but you get to decide what. It's it's mm, negative. No, no, no she, she says something them. negative about them because they're bad. <laughs> yeah. Put turfs on Look, a ducking stool like the like the witches <laughs> they are, but witches are good. Um. <laughs> it's like that Drake meme, but with Granny Weatherwax. Uh, of like fawn parts and granny wax, granny weatherwax going Ugh. and self determination granny weather granny weatherwax going ooh <laughs> very good yeah <laughs> okay bye uh, no, that's a great move okay bye, bye. bye.